world-class media, this is World Class. I'm your host, Travis Chappell. Here on World Class, we combine value, entertainment, and behind-the-scenes insights to bring you the most comprehensive view of what it takes to become world-class in what you do. Listen in every week as I have conversations with top business leaders, journalists, hostage negotiators, authors, comedians, producers, you name it. If they're the best at what they do, I'll have a chat with them. I believe that the best way to become world-class is to learn from those who already are. And that's exactly what we do here on the show. You'll learn the skills that you need to master, the mindset that you need to adopt, the work you need to put in, all from people who have walked the road before you. So get ready to learn, be motivated, and most importantly, have a good time because you're listening to World Class. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to World Class. We are still in quarantine, and yes, we're social distancing, so don't freak out. Um, but uh, Eric finally moved out to Vegas. It's been like <laughs> six months, seven months in the making or something like that. Um, but uh, finally moved out here, so we're able to actually do these things in person instead of on Zoom. Um, and uh, yeah, we're just kind of sitting in my garage and have just makeshift studio set up here uh so if something's off a little bit uh just blame corona you know what i mean just blame corona for all of your troubles seems to work so far now uh we are experiencing some technical difficulties on pulling up some reviews Reviews don't work literally just won't connect to uh apple podcasts at the moment so uh that being said if you have not left a rating review make sure to go do that and plug your business or your podcast or whatever it is that you want us to talk about and we'll be sure to uh, mention you on the show in a future episode as well as send people over to your show to go check that out um, if you watch this on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that bell notification icon so you'll be notified every time we release a new video. Well, since we don't have the reviews, let's go ahead and just jump right into questions for this week. No, but seriously, leave a review, promote your podcast. So like for me, I would put up Eric Skorzynski, Preacher Boys podcast, you know, PreacherBoys.com. Yeah, also, Eric really, really is thirsty for somebody to leave a review on my show that mentions him by name. So, you know, maybe he'll do something special for you if you'll you know, just appease that desire. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know why you said it like that. Uh, here we go into some questions here. It is super loud. I feel like I'm yelling at myself. Uh, <laughs> All right, here we go. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like all I have to do to get you to laugh is just pretend like I'm about to crack up, and then, and then. All right, you it. ready? Okay, yeah. here we go. I'm still ready. Yes. Uh, <laughs> see, <laughs> so easy. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, yes, okay. I'm still ready. So okay. This this is the jankiest arm, and every time I move it, it sounds like a truck is backing up into your house. Um. So L. Davis Creative says, uh, "How do you format your intros?" Oh, yeah. Introductions are super important. I was on a a podcast recently this past week where he was kind of having me rate the importance of different things within your show. And the intro is something that I put up at a level 10 because um, I I just think that if you're you're not somebody that has a previous audience somewhere, right? (laughs) (laughs) What you look at me when you said it? Sorry, go on. It's impossible. It's because you looked at me when you said it. If you, if you are somebody that doesn't have an existing audience, so this the exception to the rule would be people like Tim Ferriss or Joe Rogan or people that have an audience somewhere else, and then they come to podcasting. Like those people don't have to worry about making an awesome intro as much. But 
for those of us that are starting from scratch and building an audience from scratch, we have to earn every single minute of the listener's time. So that starts with the introduction. Just because somebody taps on your show and tunes in doesn't mean they're going to stick around. So you have to give them a reason to stick around. And the way that I like to talk about it is I uh, kind of go back to my door-to-door days. And I used to tell all my door-to-door reps, like you have about 10 seconds when somebody opens the door to convince them to listen to you for the next minute. And then you have about the next minute to convince them to listen to you for the rest of the time that you want to talk to those people. And it's a very similar thing with, with podcasting. You have a few seconds to capture some attention and then you have another minute or two to hopefully convince them to stick around to listen to the rest of the content. And then if your content's good, then hopefully they'll continue to listen to the content. And then that's when you have people start binging and listening to a bunch of episodes at one time. Uh, so your, your intro should be, your intro should be very well thought out. Um, there's not really a, an exact format that I would that I that I think you should like that you have to stick to, uh, but uh, something along the lines of giving a little bit of information about what to expect from the show. Um, you know, you you have to have music, you have to have a call to action, and you have to talk about what people can expect from the show. Um, so when I started, I was really hyper specific about that. Like I would literally tell people, you know, this is the only show and it was obviously my, my build your network podcast. This is the only show on iTunes that talks, uh, tips and tricks on networking and connection from the best experts around three days a week. I was just very upfront and clear. Cause even if you're on episode 235, somebody's going to tune in to your show for the first time. So you have to, uh, build an intro in a way that even if somebody is listening to episode 235 and it's their first time ever listening to your show, they still have enough information to be able to decide if they want to continue to listen and become an actual, you know, listener or subscriber. Um, so yeah, the, the way that, the way that I structure my intro, um, at least on build your network is, uh, is I start off with a progress piece. I want to let people know, update them on how many episodes I have and, and make sure, cause not everybody listens to podcasts the same way. So, you know, if, if they're just playing an automatic playlist, they might not even know what show they're listening to. Um, so when, as soon as the episode starts, I update everybody and just say, this is the Build your network podcast episode four Oh five or whatever episode we're on. And, uh, so, so that's what I start with there. And then I go straight into a credibility piece that the, I have the guests read off, um, which is basically them endorsing me and endorsing my show. And then it goes, the music comes on and then I do a quick, um, introduction piece there to give some information about the show. And, uh, and then that's it. And then I come on, um, in, you know, and, and this is the part that varies from episode to episode. Um, I come on and, uh, and do the, the guest introduction and a quick ad read, and then we get right into the content. So, you know, there's not really an exact format to follow, but I do think that you should take it very seriously and try to come up with something that people are really going to resonate with. And what should the length of the intro be? Should it be 15, 20 seconds? Should it be a minute to, I know sometimes, you know, with your show, the intro can be a little bit longer, you know, with that pre-interview part. So how long should it be for people who are doing an, an interview? Yeah, I would say a couple minutes. Uh, you, you definitely, you, I like to foreshadow the interview a little bit, and sometimes all that means is providing a guest introduction. Um, if you introduce your guest well, then that's a form of foreshadowing because you're going to make your sound, your guest sound, you know, really badass. Somebody's really going to want to tune in and listen to the rest of that episode. Um, so yeah, two, two, three minutes. You don't want to go crazy with it. The only exception to that rule is if you have a sponsor that's willing to pay you a ton of money to be able to get into your introduction and do anything they want. (laughs) Right. Like, I mean, that's what like you listen to Tim Ferriss or Joe Rogan or like any of those guys, they just, it's like 12 minutes of ad reads that they do at the beginning of their show, but they literally make multi seven figure income on doing those ad reads. So, 
Like if you have a big enough audience to do that, then great, have a 12 minute intro. Uh, but for the most part, if you're trying to build your show, you you just wanna respect the listener's time. And, and uh, like I said before, every minute of the listener's time is earned. And if you, um, if you come to, if, the, if your listener comes to expect that you're just going to like waste their time for, uh, for 10 or 12 or 15 minutes in an introduction, just saying absolutely nothing and just filling it full of fluff because that's what you think is what everybody should do. Um, then they're, you know, sooner or later, they're just going to be like, ah, I'd rather listen to this other show that's 30 minutes total, but they get right into the content and I actually yeah. get something from it every time. Okay, so this one has been a long time coming, and I'm excited to announce the launch of my new company, World Class Media. I've been doing podcast coaching and consulting for individuals and businesses for the last couple of years, and over the last few months, I just haven't been able to keep up with the requests, so in order to serve more people, I've decided to stop taking on coaching clients and start an agency that creates a done-for-you podcasting solution, as well as monthly production and repurposing services. So if you are a business owner, coach, consultant, entrepreneur, real estate investor, whatever it may be, then a podcast should be the most powerful business development tool in your arsenal. Imagine having something that is constantly engaging your ideal client, even when you're sleeping, or that allows you to connect with the top people in your industry to build your network and establish credibility, or that allows you to help listeners that are currently outside of your sphere of influence, or that helps you get book deals or speak on more stages or create content once that we can repurpose and distribute across all the platforms for you. That is the power of a world-class podcast that's done the right way. So if you're interested in starting a show, but you just don't have the time, the resources, or desire to figure out all the tech stuff, the hosting, the equipment, the platforms, the production, then you just focus on what you do best, which is serving your clients and running your business. And then let my team focus on what we do best, which is creating world-class chart-topping podcasts. Let's at least hop on a call and chat about it because I'm fairly picky with the people that I work with. And I only work with people who I genuinely think are going to be able to absolutely crush it with a new show. So head over to travischapel.com slash make my podcast. That's travischapel.com slash make my podcast. And we'll chat real soon. Uh, Justin dot Hanover says, um, is there anything around growing your audience? Any advice around how to build up your audience? <clears throat> yeah, it's tough, man. Uh, podcasting is a great platform for a multitude of things. One of the things that's not great is growth and discoverability. Um, uh, almost every other platform is better in that, in that way, you know, Facebook and Instagram, and all those other ones have hashtags and Twitter hashtags that allow you to go discover people who create content similar to yours. Um, YouTube, uh, has some tagging capabilities, but also it's, I mean, it's a search engine. It's the number two search engine in the world run by the number one search engine in the world. So the discoverability on there is, is so much better than it would be for podcasting. So it, it, the, the, the answer really is you either get lucky, uh, or it's going to take a long time of building out consistent quality content in order to be able to build an audience base. Um, and then the number one way, if you want to spend money for like for good growth, uh, then the number one way to do that is through podcasts. If you want to grow your podcast, you have to do it through advertising on podcasts. The only way that you know that you're reaching somebody that actually listens to podcasts is if you reach them on a podcast. So don't waste your money on Google ads and Facebook ads. Like, like again, there's exceptions to every rule because Reed Hoffman, when the, the founder of LinkedIn, when he started his podcast, you know, he was doing Facebook ads all the way up to the launch, but, but he's also the founder of LinkedIn. Yeah. Right. So like, <laughs> so, it doesn't matter if he burns yeah. through a bunch of money to get listeners to right. his show. All he wants is listeners, but you know, for the average Joe out there, like you, you don't want to waste your money on Facebook and Google ads because, you know, there's 2 billion plus users on those platforms, right. you know, and, and there's only 350 million podcast listeners out there. So, you know, even you can put something out there and advertise, but 
what are the odds that that person is actually a podcast listener? And then all of a sudden now you have to do two jobs with your ad. You have to convince them to listen to your show, but you have to also convince them to consume an entirely different media that they're not used to consuming, which is a whole entirely different thing. Uh, in and of itself. So, um, and like I said, unless you have a bunch of capital to burn through and you're okay with doing that, then, you know, focus your efforts only on advertising other shows and then becoming guests on other shows. I was reading an article today or yesterday. It was saying like the number one reason people cited for checking out podcasts was word of mouth. Mm -hmm. And it was, so it's hearing, it wasn't that they saw you promote your show. It was a friend. It was somebody that they trust promoting your show, which goes into the getting on shows where people, trust their word. You sure. Know? Yeah. And, and, and it goes into the consistent quality content. Right. You know what I mean? Like if, if your content sucks, then you don't have evangelists. Right. And that's ultimately what that is. It's a person that's willing to be an evangelist for your show because the content that you're creating is just that good that they feel like they have to tell people about it. Right. Exactly. So, uh, kind of going into that same direction of audience is a more, you know, airy question of how do you figure out your audience? How do you get to know who your target is when you're recording or do you just talk into the ether when you do your episodes? Yeah, you definitely have to, you definitely have to pick an audience and you have to create content that resonates and matters to that audience. And there's not really a, you know, a great answer for this except for who do you want to talk to? And is that person the type of person that you would like to build an audience full of, if that makes sense? So the last thing you want to do is do what you think will work, but to an audience that you don't resonate with, right? Because then even if it's successful, I mean, what kind of success is that? You know, then you're chained to building a show for an audience that you don't even care about creating content for just because you thought it was going to work. Right. You know, whereas if you do the opposite and you build a show that you actually care about for an audience or segment of, of a, of a audience that you actually care about, then it'll be a lot easier for you to stay consistent and build quality content specifically for that audience. And do you think there's ever a point? So obviously, you know, when you go into a show, you should have an idea of who your ideal listener is. Yeah. But you know, like sometimes I know for me, sometimes I'm surprised like, Oh, this demographic really likes the content I'm putting out. Mm -hmm. Is there a point where you, you know, if they start liking your stuff, do you start pivoting more toward them or should you stick with your ideal avatar all the way through, no matter what. Yeah, sure. You can adjust your avatar along the way. Um, I did that with Build Network when I start when I first wrote out my like who my ideal listener was. It was a like corporate executive that was looking to move up the ranks in their company and, and become a C-suite executive, and they needed to network their way into those situations. But it turned into way more of an entrepreneurial show, which I mean, it's top twenty-five entrepreneurship. It, it turned into like the opposite of like you need to get out of your corporate job. Yeah, here's right, how right. to network yeah, exactly. your way out of it. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it might shift along the way, but you definitely do need to start with something, an idea that, uh, that you can really, you know, attack with, with certain types of content. Cause I mean, how do you know what type of content to create if you don't even know who you're creating it for? That's how you end up, you know, like what we've been talking about before is I'd say you end up with a few guys in a garage that drink beer and talk <laughs> about absolutely nothing for, yeah. you know, hours Losers sitting yeah. in their garage doing a podcast. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's the difference. And, and by the way, like if, if that's just a fun thing for you, great, Right. but don't, don't be upset when you're not Joe Rogan download numbers. You know right. What I mean? Well, that's, I mean, it's That all goes back to that idea of being too broad. And I think there's a lot yeah, of people, right. there's a lot of people who think they can be a Joe Rogan or, you know, fill in the blank. And you see these guys and they even have names like three drunk guys yeah, talking right. sports. And it's like, 
sure you have a niche of sports, but it's like, why am I listening to you out of everybody? And so if you can be hyper, hyper targeted, it's a lot more likely you're going to get hyper targeted fans. The problem is people want to, to duplicate the highest version of success that these people have had. Right. They listen to Joe Rogan's podcast now and they're just like, okay, well, I'll just do the same thing because that's how he got. Right. It's like, no, no, no. He was already Joe Rogan before he had the podcast. And he started this like, what, t- 10 years ago or just seven yeah, right. years ago? A, yeah. a long time ago. Right. Yeah. When he, he started before anybody else was doing it, timing was huge for him. Right. Uh, but also, he's an interesting dude and he has a yeah. bunch of interesting friends. Right. You know what I mean? Like he, he's just a, a esoteric kind of a character, right? you know? And so that just automatically creates better content. So you, you can't, you can't look at what somebody where somebody is right now and be like, Oh, I'm going to do that exact thing because it probably won't work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they've, they've, they've gone through a, a lot of years of foundation building to be able to be successful on the thing that they're doing now. So you can't just come into the thing they're doing now and be like, oh yeah, and then get upset right. when you don't have the same level of success. Because like, sure, Joe's been doing a show for maybe a decade or whatever, but like his life lived up to that point also set him up perfectly to be able to have a successful right. show. Like it's so many years of of work that that he put into being able to do that. Same with someone like Tim Ferriss, you know what I mean? Like he he, he had the, the four hour work week before he had yeah. the Tim Ferriss show and he put a lot of work into be able, being able to like create that book and bring it out into the world. And, and then it became a, a best selling book. And then that's kind of what allowed him to be the Tim Ferriss show. And then, you know, so you, you have, you can't, you can't look at somebody's now success. Like you can't look at the top of the mountain without looking at, you know, what it took to get there. Well, especially if the podcast is your road to get there, like they're building it off their name essentially. Right. Like even Joe Rogan starting out, he was already Joe Rogan, yeah. you know, and at least you knew him like that dude from Fear Factor. Right, exactly. Know? And so for anyone else, like for Eric Skorzynski, nobody's going to tune to a show because I'm attached to it. Like, yeah, not that's even, why not, not even friends Eric are going to do that. Show, right. right. It's got to be the content. Yeah. You know, and that's why this that. isn't the Travis Chapel show. This is world class, you know right. what I mean? Because I don't have that luxury at this point. You know what I mean? Uh, hopefully one day I can, but right a year now, or two. Yeah, yeah, six, seven be months. All good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, there uh, there was one other thing I was going to say on that. Um, another example that came to mind. Oh, like someone like Dak Shepard. You know, like right. he uh, he's a celebrity style person. I I don't know if you would say he's an A lister. Dak Shepard. I would uh, say that he's an A lister. Wait, do we want to get him on the show? Yes, he's an A lister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, we'll he was in, he show, was in like show. popular movie. I mean, yeah, like popular yeah. shows. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But he, I mean, he's not like a. Like if you think movie star, you're not like oh Dak Shepard. Yeah, right? I like think Mark he's Wahlberg, or right? The Rock or whatever, you know. But the the but my point is that he was able to create awesome content from the get go because of his experience and his connections that existed in the industry. And then he was able just to like build up his show Armchair Expert, which is now one of the best shows in iTunes. And he's probably with, more famous for that. Yeah, than right. His whole acting career, which is kind of crazy. Right. Right. So. Which good. I mean, props to him, you know, for being able to do that. Right. Or someone like Michael Rosenbaum, you know. Yeah. Like, same same thing. He he had a big run on Smallville. Like I don't know. He even went like probably stopped airing like ten years ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know hasn't really done much since then. But started a podcast with all of his existing connections and the previous decades of work that he put into that world. Right. And now he has a top rated podcast and he gets some of the best guests in the world on his show and does that full time and like you know does whatever he wants uh, yeah. in addition to that like have a band or whatever you know what I mean. Kind of like uh, you know who else did that. Bobby Lee, Tiger Billy. Check it out. <laughs> Always shouting out Bobby Lee any chance he gets. Yep. All right. Well, that's all the questions for today's show. 
All right, sweet. So, well, cool. Thanks for tuning in. If you got any more questions that you want us to tackle on a future episode, drop them in the comments. If you're on YouTube, um, if you are listening on the podcast, be sure to go over and join the Facebook group. That's at travischapelcom slash group. And we put a thread in there every week to uh, allow people to ask questions that we answer here on the show. So thanks so much for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace out. Well, that's it for this episode of World Class. World Class is hosted by me, Travis Chapel, and produced by Eric Skorzynski. It is a world-class media production. At World Class Media, we produce top-rated podcasts for seven- to nine-figure entrepreneurs, executives, real estate investors, and content creators. So if you want your own show, you have the budget to create one, but you just don't have the time or the team to figure it out, then go to travischapel.com slash podcast. That's travischapel, C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L.com slash podcast. And let's chat to see if we'd be a good fit to work together. Thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, peace out and stay world-class. Thank you.